This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 55 degrees at 604. The forecast for today. Increasing clouds with a 30% chance of late afternoon showers, a high near 80. It could be windy with gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. U.S. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York is on the brink of success in her years-long campaign to get sexual assault cases removed from the military chain of command. But getting over the finish line may depend on whether she can overcome wariness about broader changes that she is seeking to the military justice system. There's now widespread support for using independent military lawyers to handle sexual misconduct cases. But the Democrat is is proposing legislation that goes beyond that, extending that change to all major crimes. Top Pentagon officials and key lawmakers are open to the sexual assault shift, but say applying it more broadly requires more study. Republican lawmakers in Pennsylvania are working to assemble a budget plan that would use billions in federal aid and surplus cash to help prop up existing programs, boost aid to public schools, and inject cash into sectors hard hit by the pandemic. Senate Appropriations Committee Chair Pat Brown says the state will still have a deficit in three years if it uses all of the $7.3 billion in federal aid and $3 billion in surplus state dollars to maintain the current programs. While Republicans are considering which hard-hit sectors to help, Democratic lawmakers have rolled out expansive plans. Governor Tom Wolf's top priority is to boost aid to schools. Pennsylvania's first lady is stepping up to try to get younger people in the Keystone State to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Frances Wolf and acting physician general Dr. Denise Johnson moderated a panel discussion on the vaccine safety for teens and young adults, pointing up how getting the younger population vaccinated will have a big impact on finally halting the spread of the coronavirus and protect not only the young person but those around them from getting sick. City officials are unveiling new details about plans for a dead space in the middle of a former downtown Binghamton shopping mall. New landscaping, lighting, and decorative pavers are about to be installed on the Washington Street pedestrian mall that has languished for several years. In July of 2014, the sidewalk of stars near the Metro Center was removed and the tributes relocated to the Forum Theater in preparation for a project that would have created 11 parking spaces. City Council blocked work on that $336,000 project. The new initiative is expected to cost $636,000. Mayor Richard David says the city is transforming a concrete jungle with new green space and amenities. David says the area has a long history of being a problem spot with illegal and undesirable activity. Procon Contracting of Vestal is the contractor for the pedestrian mall upgrade project, which is scheduled to be complete this fall. New York State Attorney General Letitia James is warning residents about another surge in telephone scams. The scammers are impersonating a utilities customer service representative, urging people to buy gift cards and call back with a serial number to pay what they claim is a delinquent bill. Scams like this are not uncommon, but the Attorney General says there has been a prevalence of them resurfacing lately. There are never 
any utilities that demand payment in the form of gift cards and will not contact you by phone or email. The Cornell Cooperative Extension of Broome County is celebrating the fifth anniversary of the regional farmer's market. A month-long worth of events marking the occasion began on June 5th with the coronation of the Broome County Dairy Princess recognizing Dairy Month. Last Saturday, the marked the featured locally produced ice cream and planting sessions with the Cornell Cooperative Extension Master Gardeners. Tomorrow, the market will feature recycling programs and composting ideas and a chance for the public to donate excess garden produce to Binghamton Food Rescue for redistribution. The celebration culminates with a performance by the Alpha Brass Band on June 26th. The Farmer's Market first opened on June 25th, 2016, with 25 vendors and now has more than 40 local small businesses participating, supported by a commercial kitchen manager, events coordinator, and and marketing. The Broome County Regional Farmers Market operates Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Cornell Cooperative Extension Broome Campus on Upper Front Street, just south of Broome Community College. You can find them on Facebook at Broome County Regional Farmers Market. It's 609 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290 WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is it's just an unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. The Dan Bongino Show, debuting Monday, June 21st from noon to 3 weekdays on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with Sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. All right, let's go to the Bucks and the Nets last night. You want to get good shots here, but burn a little time as Connaughton for three and no good. Giannis rebounding. Powers up. Slams it. And they never look back. Chris Middleton, 38 points. Giannis with 30. Milwaukee Bucks, 104-89 over Brooklyn. Nodding that series up at three apiece. Game seven tomorrow night in Brooklyn. Tonight, Atlanta will host the Philadelphia 76ers. Hawks up three games to two in that series. If they win this, they'll close it out and wait for the winner of the Nets and Bucks series for tomorrow night. Also tonight, it's... Uh, uh, who is it? Schedule right here. It's uh, Utah at the Clippers. It'll be an interesting game. Kawhi Leonard officially out for tonight's game. So we'll see what happens there. LA up 3 2 in that series. Could close it out. But if they do, they'll have to close it out without Kawhi Leonard. 
NHL playoffs, Tampa Bay over the Islanders 2-1 yesterday. Braden Point kept up his scoring touch with a tie-breaking goal late in the second period. And uh, the Islanders go up 2-1, or I'm sorry, the Bolts go up 2-1 in that series as well. And they get home ice back again. Over in the American League, it was the Yankees in Toronto. Yeah, John, one of the things that Britain was saying. Pitch is hit high in the air on a breaking ball to right. Vigio is there to make the catch. And a run will come in. Sanchez scores. It's a sack fly and an RBI for Giddens. He has three RBIs tonight since coming in the game in the seventh inning. And the Yankees now take an 8-4. Ended up uh, 8-4 over Toronto yesterday. Cleveland, Houston, the Angels, and Seattle all winners in the National League. The Cubs blanked the Mets 2-zip. San Francisco, Atlanta, San Diego, and Colorado winners. Portland Sea Dogs over the Binghamton Rumble Ponies last night, 4-1. Game 4 in that series is tonight at Morabito Stadium with fireworks courtesy of the Miller-Rondo team after the game. Rick Carlisle has stepped down as coach of the Dallas Mavericks, the second major departure for that franchise in many days. General Manager Donnie Nelson had departed waves with the team, ending a 24-year run for Nelson as part of the organization as well. The opening round of the U.S. Open had to be suspended due to darkness with 36 players left on the course. The start of the round was delayed 90 minutes due to fog before giving way to bright sunshine on brutally tough Corey Pines. Russell Henley shot a 4-under 67 in the morning wave and is tied with Louis Luis Haven. Uh, who will have to play his final two holes Friday morning. It got dark. You don't want to get hit in the head with a golf ball at night, you know. Ow, what was that? Hey, hit me in the head with a golf ball. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 614. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Road conditions look good this morning, and we have nothing to report right now. We'll provide you updates all morning long. If you see something, you can always call us at 772-1290. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Increasing clouds, late afternoon showers, gusty winds possible today, and a high near 80. Tonight, mostly cloudy, chance of showers and thunderstorms, overnight lows, low 60s. On Saturday, partly sunny, chance of showers and thunderstorms, low to mid 80s. Father's Day Sunday and the first day of summer, mostly sunny, highs in the low to mid 80s. And it's a mild 57 degrees to start off this Friday together here. And we're glad you're along with us, too. Appreciate it. We'll get you up to date with what's going on. In fact, we'll dive back in history next for our WNBF Datebook. It's Doug's Datebook on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Yeah, we'll go back to June 18th. 1977, Sex Pistols singer Johnny Rotten was slashed on his face and hands by a gang armed with knives. They apparently objected to the band's song, God Save the Queen. The next day, guitarist Paul Cook was beaten up. Rotten was attacked again three days after his first attack. Ooh, not good. 1980, we first heard of the Blues Brothers. Elwood and what's his face? the rawhide scene, you know, with the chicken wire. That's a classic Blues Brothers scene. And uh, I think they were doing, like, Stand By Your Man, too. They played that one and a couple other ones. 
Yeah, all right. And, the, and then, that, then the crowd loved them. Blues Brothers uh, opened uh, in theaters and uh, making musical cameos in that included James Brown, Ray Charles, Aretha Franklin. I think even B.B. King was in there, too. Amazing. 1987, a woman sued Motley Crue. That's a band, by the way, for $5,000 claiming she lost part of her hearing because the concert was too loud. The case was settled out of court. Ah, we used to have our sound man, Dublin. We called him Mr. Loud. Uh, in 2011, sax player Clarence Clemens of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band died from complications from a stroke. He was 69. Clarence Clemens, one of the great saxists and a big part of the E Street Band. And today, not only being my daughter Monica's birthday, she was born on a very special day. Beatle legend Paul McCartney is 79 today. Youngest living Beatle right now at 79. Ringo is in his 80s. I think Ringo's like 81 now or something. Hard to, it's not hard to believe Paul McCartney's 79 years old today. Constant McCashin from Knott's Landing is 74. Uh, keyboardist John Evans of the Box Top, 73. Isabella Rosalini is 69. Carol Kane, who played Simca. Remember, she was Latka's girlfriend on Taxi, and she's been in a lot of shows. Carol Kane, hilarious. 69 today. And country singer Blake Shelton. Is 45, host of The Voice. I spent a whole afternoon with Blake when he was here back in, I want to say 2000, right when he first came on the scene. We, we had him here and he played at Country Pines. And I think we uh, we spent the whole day with him, picked him up, had lunch with him, hung out with him all day long. And who'd have thunk he would have been so famous and so big after that, you know? But 45th birthday today for Blake Shelton. And that is uh, the famous folks celebrating. And again, happy birthday to my lovely and beautiful daughter, Monica, out in the uh, Syracuse area, celebrating her birthday today. She's 30-something, and um, that's the famous folks and my daughter celebrating birthdays today. First News Binghamton presents The Lighter Side with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. All right, and uh, today happens to be Juneteenth. It's now it's national holiday. Are you there, Kathy? Yeah, um, Juneteenth is the 19th, isn't it? Oh yeah, it says the 19th. I'm sorry, tomorrow's Juneteenth. I'm looking at the wrong yeah, I'm looking at the wrong day. Tomorrow okay. was Juneteenth. Yeah, they just they just signed it yesterday. The president just signed it yesterday to make it a national holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's go fishing day. Yeah, I'm going to have I'm working on a story with that. Uh, the governor had something about um, bass fishing that he had at one of his news conferences this week. I'll have to get out my bassomatic. <laughs> Saturday Night Live reference, folks. How about, for real, the, the singing fish? Oh, yeah. Oh, hello, my baby. Hello. Yeah, the, the singing fish are funny. International Panic Day, International Picnic Day, and International Sushi Day. I love sushi. See, I, I can't get I can't get sushi it. refers to the rice. Sashimi is raw fish. You can have sushi that's cooked. You can have sushi that doesn't even have fish in it. So why sushi it? refers to the type of rice. I guess we need to we need to uh, edu- re-educate ourselves on that, right? There you go. That's what I'm here for. It's um. I do like sashimi though. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That is the raw fish. Sounds like something I'd clean my car with. That Shishini. Is, no, I don't think you want to do that. That <laughs> no, is the not. that is the raw fish. 
Sushi refers to the sushi rice that's prepared a certain way. It's a sticky rice that has uh, rice wine vinegar in it, and it's not easy to make. Is it rice wine like sake? No. Yeah, it is. It's, well, it? rice wine vinegar. It's like oh, rice red wine vinegar. Vinegar. It's got okay. vinegar in it. I get you. Because I, I remember, I, I thought I, thought I used to drink a lot of sake. Yeah? That stuff will knock you on your behind. It's like <laughs> putting back shots of hot battery acid. Yeah. They had it when I went to the Compi. They have it down there. Yeah. I, that's, I have pictures of me with all these <laughs> sake bottles lined up in front of me. It's also Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, a time when we honor the 6.2 million Americans living with Alzheimer's disease, including 400,000 right here in New York. We'll be talking to the executive director this morning uh, a little bit after 8. Well, about after your 8.30 newscast this morning. I think it's very, I mean, with Alzheimer's is like cancer. It's very hard to find somebody that has not been touched by it. Yeah. I've got my shirt on today. I'm wearing my purple shirt in honor Oh, is that what that was for? And uh, she'll be calling in later today. But, yeah, you're right. And everybody's affected by it in one way or another. We have my... My wife's mom passed away a couple of years ago, and she had. It was. It's horrible when that happens because. And I have some dear friends yeah. that are, are, they and their families, either are or recently were struggling with the the whole thing. Folks, you can you just a uh, quick plug here. You can check more. You can check out more about Alzheimer's Association's uh, Awareness Month at alz.org/cny. And like I said, we'll be talking to the executive director later this morning. Quite a, a shock about. Uh, you know, WKRP, one of our favorite shows of all time. Herb Tarlick. And Herb Tarlick. <laughs> the epitome you know, of the radio salesperson. It's like Dick Sorry, Palmer. people upstairs. You know, like Dick Palmer. He was our sales manager. Dick Palmer was, the, and he's still, Dick is still alive. But yeah, he's, he's down in uh, Myrtle Beach. Yeah, he's down there. But he comes up here. It's a little bit, I know he's associated with one of our other radio stations here in the market, but he worked with us for years. Oh, yeah. The be- the best idea man I've ever. He got this wild eyed kiddish look on his face. Yeah, he would. His eyes would just like go. <laughs> he was a he, and I love Dick. He's just a great guy, Dick Palmer. I don't know if any of you know him. If you're a business person, you probably have dealt with him. Um, he was just a. a, a, a and I talked to him like he's not alive. He's still alive, but like I said, he doesn't work for us anymore. But he was a fun guy to work with. I, I could go down a list of names, but I won't because I don't want people to come back and haunt me. We, I mean, the WKRP, I mean, over-the-top caricatures, but yeah. we all in the business know these people. It's like yeah. if every – it seems like almost every – job has maybe some sort of a, a, a TV show or something that's been made about them. I mean, uh, Reno 911, if you know anybody that's an emergency services dispatcher or a cop, they are in hysterics about that because it's just an over-the-top take of of, yeah. of that. And if you've ever, anybody that's been in around any dog shows, mm-hmm. if you've got to watch the movie Best in Show, because once again, there are those people. See, I have to, you had asked, you had told me about that movie before, so now I'm going to have to find it and, and watch it. So I can Not the easiest it. movie to find, I guess. I'll look for it. I, I, I probably could find it. But. You should find it. I mean, it, it's, even if you're not a dog show person, it is just, it's got Gene Levy in it. Or is that his I love you, Gene Levy. Levy. Yeah, he's yeah. just great. And, and what's your name there that's the, the woman that he always plays with? She's also in that Crick, Creeks show. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Catherine. Yeah, 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 her. She's a riot. Yeah, she's, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's she's his his wife in uh-huh. in this 
uh, they just play off each other so well. well that should be a good. They have Yorkshire Terriers. Yeah. I'll, I won't go into anymore. But you know, Herb Tarlick, as yeah. you said, it was you know kind of like oh wow. Frank Bonner. The yeah. brass salesman. And, of course, you know, what? you're a news editor, so, you know, Les Nessman, you're not like Les. But, <laughs> I am know. nothing like Les Nessman. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> and I'm nothing like Andy. He was the program director. That's what kind of what I do. So, Yeah, um, he was cute. He was cute. Yeah, that, unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for that, Kathy. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going we're gonna to table this for now, and we'll come back to Kathy in a couple minutes. Right now, time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, presented by UHS. Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A really good scream can get your attention like few other things in life can. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. Something a lot of people don't know about me, I kind of like scaring people. I love watching their reaction. What can I say? It makes me laugh. I used to do it to my wife all the time when we first started dating, and well, now we're married, but she's also sick of it. But did you know this? While primates only scream to communicate anger and fear, humans scream in at least six different emotional dimensions. Anger, fear, pain, pleasure, sadness, and delight. It's true, researchers in Norway just published this new study on human screams, and they found that humans are better at deciphering not the alarming screams, but also screams of delight or pleasure. They said it's likely because we hear those kinds of screams more often, and that's a good thing. Boo, I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Are you the parent of a two to seven year old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one -on -one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 55 degrees at 630 the forecast for today clouds on the increase late in the afternoon a possibility of a late afternoon thunderstorm or shower at 30 percent a high near 80 and the winds could actually be a factor for the late afternoon with wind gusts as high as 20 miles per hour the outgoing United Nations humanitarian chief is warning that the explosion in people needing humanitarian assistance is getting worse until major powers tackle the root causes of hunger and desperation, which be conflicts, extremism, climate change, poor governance, corruption, and violence, just to name a few. Mark Lokok, who steps down today after four years, told the Associated Press that, for unfortunately, the world has been dealing with symptoms. He pointed to people displaced by fighting in natural disasters or at risk of famine, which is now stalking Ethiopia's embattled Tigray region and Yemen. He called for a much bigger effort to help poorer countries out of the pandemic. He said the G7 should do more than just donate vaccines. As we mentioned, June 19th is now an official federal holiday, and it is being observed in some areas today. All right. 
President Biden signed the legislation Thursday, so in many cases it's too soon for some government agencies to close. For example, the mail service will continue operation. The USPS said they will discuss future recognition of the holiday. The New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ will be open, but the exchanges say they will be closed in recognition of the holiday starting in 2022. Banks will be open, although some may close early. J.P. Morgan Chase said it will be giving employees an extra floating holiday this year and plans to move Juneteenth into their regular holiday schedule in 2022. Todd Ant, ABC News. WMBF First News Time 632. So there you have it. Some are celebrating June 19th, Juneteenth today. So call ahead just in case. The number of new COVID-19 cases in the Twin Tiers is continuing to slow to a trickle as more people are being vaccinated, but a few additional deaths are also reported for the week. Cortland County yesterday reported a person had died of complications from the coronavirus, bringing the county death toll to 64. Delaware County lost two residents over the week for a death toll now standing at 49. In Pennsylvania, Bradford and Wayne counties each reported two more lives lost to the pandemic over the week. Bradford County death tolls totals nine. 93, while 82 people have died due to the pandemic in Wayne County. Broome County had two new cases reported in yesterday's update. There have been 351 lives lost. Shenango County had two additional cases. Then there have been 77 deaths. Well, Cortland County had no new cases, but once again, that additional death due to complications. Delaware County updated its figures on Thursday, reporting 10 new cases for the week. Tioga County had two more cases from its last report for a total of 3,898, and their death toll stands at 79. In Pennsylvania, Bradford County had 17 new cases for the week. Susquehanna County had eight new cases for the week, and Wayne County had nine new cases for the week. With 70% of adults in New York State having gotten at least the first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, Governor Andrew Cuomo says a big tourist attraction in the state capitol will be welcoming visitors for the first time in over a year. The Empire State Plaza complex in Albany that includes the state capitol and legislative office building reopens to the public today. Tours of the capitol resume Monday. In addition, the outdoor tours of the Empire State Plaza are due to start back up on July 7th. Unvaccinated people will still be responsible for wearing masks. Speaking of vaccinations, Shenango County Health Department is holding a Pfizer vaccine clinic next Tuesday at the former Norwich Label Shopper from 3 to 6 p.m. That vaccine is the one that is approved for anyone age 12 and over. Delaware County Public Health nurses will be doing curbside J&J one-dose vaccines in front of the Health Department offices every Wednesday during the Delhi Farmer's Market from 11, 11 a.m. till 1 p.m. The man who has led the Binghamton Fire Department for the last five years is preparing to leave his job as chief. Dan Eggleston has advised members of the department that he intends to retire by the end of the month. He had been expected to continue as fire chief until the end of the year, but that timetable changed due to health concerns, according to people familiar with the situation. Eggleston became chief in April 2016, following the retirement of Daniel Thomas. He was hired as a firefighter in 1984 and was the city fire marshal for about 12 years before appointed chief. Chief. Eggleston has not been available to comment on his decision to leave the fire department. It's 6.35, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF. To First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. And we'll start with the NHL playoffs. Tampa Bay at the Islanders. Right circle, Kucherov. Back for Sorelli, right circle. Again, Kucherov, right circle. Penalty is up. Kucherov, center point, Hedman. Shoots, save, made, rebound, point. Shoots, score! 
Braden. Point! He got Boy, he got flattened, but he got the shot on the net. It may have nicked off Sorelli. It's after the power play ended. A huge goal for the Lightning to go up 2-1. And the Braden point scored the point, and that's the way it ended. 2-1, the Bolts over the Islanders in uh, game four at Long Island. So we'll see if they can uh, even that up a little bit. Let's switch over to uh, the NBA last night. And, uh, again, uh, the Brooklyn Nets still without Kyrie Irving. And, and a banged-up James Harden did play, but I think he scored like 16 points uh, along with uh, Kevin Durant. I think Kevin had 20-something or maybe 30, but just wasn't enough with, with the, the tandem of Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, 30 points and 38 points for Middleton. And, uh, yeah, they just uh, completely took it to the Nets, led the whole game, and defeated them 104-89. to Middleton after the game. I don't think about any type of pressure at all. I mean, it's a basketball game. Uh, as simple as that. I mean, I know it's loser. You go home, but at the same time, it's just basketball. You know, we got to have fun with it, and those moments are fun when, you know, um, the game's on the line. All right, and the game will be on the line as Game 7 tomorrow night in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. What a game that's going to be. Tonight, the Atlanta Hawks will host the Philadelphia 76ers. They're up three games to two. A win tonight would send the Hawks to the NBA Finals, and they said it couldn't be done, and uh, it may be done. We'll see what happens, and we'll see what uh, Joel Embiid and company has in store for the Hawks tonight in Atlanta. It's going to be... Loud, I'm sure it is. Utah and the Clippers go at it tonight. Clippers up three games to two, but they'll be without Kawhi Leonard, officially out for tonight's game with a sprained right knee. Say, injuries are part of the game, folks. It happens. Uh, also, Yankees over Toronto, 8-4. to four. Cleveland, Houston, Angels and Seattle winners over in the National League. It was the Cubs over the Mets, 2-zip. San Francisco, Atlanta, San Diego, and Colorado winners. Portland Sea Dogs over the Rumble Ponies, 4-1. to one. They'll have another game tonight. At Morabito Stadium with fireworks after the game. In fact, they've got games tonight, Saturday, and a special Father's Day matinee, too. So uh, go on out, root on your ponies this weekend. Take Dad with you. It's Father's Day, you know, Father's Day weekend. And that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time is 642. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. No reports of any accidents around the area this morning. We're looking good. There'll be milling, paving, and brush cutting, and mowing, and things like that nature uh, in the next several weeks. So kind of watch for them. They they move around in different areas. If you see something and you, it's a heavy congestion, you think we should uh, let our listeners know about it, we'll be glad to pass that information on. You can call us at 772-1290 if it's safe to do so. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast for this Friday. Increasing clouds today, some afternoon showers, gusty winds, and temperatures around 80 degrees. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Chance of showers, possibly a thunderstorm. Low in the low 60s for Saturday, partly sunny. There is a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Low to mid 80s. And Father's Day Sunday, which is the first day of summer as well. Mostly sunny. Highs in the low to mid 80s. Yeah, Mother Nature saying, hey, we're going to give Dad a break and him a nice day on Sunday, so we're looking forward to that. 57 degrees right now. It's WNBF First News Binghamton. Doug Mosher along with Kathy White. Welcome to Friday. It's here, folks. Six- Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here on a hill, 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 on a h
again. Ball, ball, ball. The Blues Brothers movie debuted on this day in 1980. What a great movie and all kinds of cool scenes in that movie. Remember the car crash scenes, Kathy? Remember those in the no. Blues Brothers movie? No. Uh, it was filmed in Chicago, and they'd done the car crash scenes, I think, early in the morning. And these cop cars were just, like, flaying on top of each other and all. I mean, it was just a huge pileup. But uh, one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie was the, the chicken wire over the, the country bar, and they were throwing... They were throwing bottles, beer bottles at them and stuff, and so they decided to play Rawhide. And then they all loved him after that. And then the one guy says, the way I look at it is, I pay you guys $200, you drank $300 worth of beer. That's a hell of a lot of beer. All right, she's just looking at me. I saw <laughs> snippets of the movie maybe years ago. I don't think I ever watched the movie. Great movie and cameos from some of the best blues people aretha franklin ray charles bb king just amazing amazing it's like me trying to talk to young people about blazing saddles or airplane right now it's oh like, yeah. yeah well i don't think i ever saw the movie blazing saddles they would that, they'd burn the theater down if you played that now oh yeah you know i mean you have to understand mel brooks right I mean, seriously like yeah. even even the producers and and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. he's a, a Jewish man making fun of Hitler, and you know yeah. it's just no, and making and, and the really the the whole movie, the premise of the whole movie was the, the stupid, ignorant, backwoods white people. You you're know? Talking, so oh, really, you're talking back to blazing yeah, saddles. Yeah. yeah, so it wasn't. It was it, the joke was on them. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it was a very funny movie. Yeah. It was funny. A lot of good ones. I was talking about the Strand. That's my flashback today, the Strand Theater in Binghamton. Now, you are from Binghamton. Yeah. I made the mistake of one time saying that you weren't, but you are. Uh, do you remember the Strand Theater in the Riviera? I, yeah, vaguely, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a really, 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 really big deal to go to the movies. It was. And, but the- and it was a very rare occasion. It was not one of these you know, kids that spent... Every Saturday at the movie theater, it was once in a very great while that we would go. I agree. And we didn't go to the movies all the time either. I had to save my money up. You know, movies back then were probably buck 25 or so for a movie. I forget. Something like that. Um, And I remember having this little can with all this movie. I'm I'm giving away my article now. But I had all this money that I would collect, you know, from like shoveling snow or taking out the garbage from people in the, the elderly people in the neighborhood. They'd give me some money. And I'd have enough, and then I'd treat my brother to a movie. But back then, we were seeing movies like Herbie the Love Bug and The Nutty Professor and the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, we see, we would always, it would be basically the Disney cartoons. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe Love Bug type things, maybe well, the Shaggy Dog. Yeah, that was one of them from that time, too. Yeah. And the nice thing about the movie theaters back then is that you could stay and watch the movie again if you wanted to. They yeah, kick you out. yeah. You know, so sometimes you'd come in like late, like you'd miss the first half hour or something, and you'd stay and you watch it again to get caught up, you know, what you missed. But, but movies were they were an event. It wasn't oh yeah, like I mean, and it was always a big surprise. You know, it was my my, my parents were very big on on big surprises. Like mm-hmm. I get that from them. I, I I pull some stunts like this too. It's like get in the car. Why? Just get in the car. It's like you know. Then when you get closer, you're starting to try to guess if we're going for ice cream or what. We're doing. Right. Finally, when you get to downtown, into the big city of downtown Binghamton, you have to figure we're coming down off the top of Nap Hill in Castle Creek. 
Creek, okay? (laughs) It was like, are we going to a movie? Yeah, and it was always a big deal. Even if you went for an ice cream, it was a big deal. Oh, yeah. You know, and God forbid you ever went out for fast food. We never got fast food. There used to be an ice cream stand right at the bottom of Knapp Hill that was Bonnie's Ice Cream. It's long gone. It was just this little stand, and there was nothing around it but pretty much cow pasture. And, you know, if you're... It would be a trip to get into Whitney Point was even a big town, you yeah, know, and that yeah. was quite a bit of a drive, too. But go down to Bonnie's for a twin twist. Yeah, we used to have the twin freeze up on Court Street. We went there all the time. Um, and then when we to Hillcrest, then you, the big thing was go to the Humdinger, which is still around. Oh, yeah. that's still And it still draws crowds. You know? And they have the Doggy Sunday. The Doggy Sunday, yes. Soft serve vanilla with milk bone dog biscuits in it. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yeah, the dogs love it. <laughs> I sure they do. All right, and Foodie Fridays next hour, and we got something Speaking delicious of food, there. No, there's no dog bones in it. No, I peeked though. That's still that looks delicious. Well, uh, it's in honor of what's going on this weekend. All right. Well, we will we will explore that coming up in a couple minutes. So well, next hour that is. Kathy's got headlines on the way too. Right now, our consumer and tech update. Here's Kim Commando. Weeks ago, I told you about the Bank of England chief. Governor Andrew Bailey, who said anyone who invests in cryptocurrency should be prepared to lose it all. I'm Kim Commando with news that his prediction came true for a big-time American businessman, brought to you by Simply Safe. True security comes from human connection. Simply Safe is there when you need them. Get a free security camera at simplysafekim.com. It doesn't matter what you think you know about cryptocurrency, you can still lose it all. On Wednesday, billionaire Dallas Mavericks owner and Shark Tank host Mark Cuban was caught up in a cryptocurrency token market crash. Iron Titanium Token, or simply Titan, crashed in minutes from over $60 each to just a tad above zero. The crash was triggered by whales, owners of large amounts of cryptocurrency. When the Titan price went from $65 down to 60, the whales panicked and sold it all. And there's no market regulators to stop the crash. Get more tech news 24-7 at Commando. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Well, traffic looks good this morning. We have no reports of tie ups anywhere, no accidents report either, so that's a good thing. Enjoy your commute. We'll keep you updated. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast increasing clouds, mostly cloudy today. Temperatures will be uh, near 80. We've got some late afternoon showers coming in and maybe some gusty winds as well. Tonight, mostly cloudy, chance of showers, possibly a thunderstorm, low 60s. And for the weekend, partly sunny Saturday, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Sunday, Father's Day, mostly sunny. Highs both days, low to mid-80s for the weekend. So Sunday, the better day, but not looking too bad Saturday either. And right now we're at 57 degrees. Another hour of WNBF First News Binghamton coming up. And a little later on this morning, we'll be talking to the executive director of the Alzheimer's Association. June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, a time when we honor the 6.2 million Americans living with Alzheimer's disease, including 400,000 right here in New York. So we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, coming up this morning. But that's why we're wearing purple today, and I've got my purple shirt on to show our support to the individuals and their families. You can find out more visiting alz.org cny. And uh, we support the Alzheimer's Association, and of course, uh, we we know that it's been a, a difficult situation for people who have family and loved ones that are in this situation. So we'll talk a little bit more about it this morning. It's also Paul McCartney's birthday. He is 79 today, so we're going to Paul McCartney into ABC News. Happy 79, Paul. I was alone. I took a ride. I didn't know what I would find. 
For news and information, this is News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 55 degrees at 704. The forecast today. Increasing clouds, a 30% chance of late afternoon showers, a high near 80, could be a windy afternoon as well, winds gusting as high as 20 miles per hour. Republican lawmakers in Pennsylvania are working to assemble a budget plan that would use billions in federal aid and surplus cash to help prop up existing programs, boost aid to public schools, and inject cash into sectors hard hit by the pandemic. Senate Appropriations Committee Chair Pat Brown says the state would still have a deficit in three years, even if it uses all of the $7.3 billion in federal aid and $3 billion in surplus state dollars to maintain the current programs. While Republicans are considering which hard-hit sectors to help, Democratic lawmakers have rolled out expansive plans. Governor Tom Wolf's top priority is to boost aid to schools. Pennsylvania's first lady is stepping up to try to get younger people in the Keystone State to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Francis Wolf and acting physician general Dr. Denise Johnson moderated a panel discussion on vaccine safety for teens and young adults, pointing up how getting the younger population vaccinated will have a big impact on finally halting the spread of the coronavirus and protect not only the young person but those around them from getting sick. First Lady Wolf says young adult advocates at the event are an inspiration with their commitment to the health and well-being of their communities. Acting Physician General Dr. Johnson stresses COVID-19 vaccines are safe and the best protection from the virus. Providers giving free vaccines can be found at vaccines.gov. New York State Attorney General Letitia James is warning residents about another surge in telephone scams. The scammers are impersonating a utilities customer service representative, using urging people to get gift cards and call back with a serial number to pay what they claim is a delinquent bill. While these types of scams are not uncommon, the Attorney General this week issued a new alert across the state due to an increase in reports again. James says as residents continue to suffer the economic impact of the COVID-19 public health crisis, scammers have swooped in to take advantage of the anxiety many New Yorkers are feeling over their finances. Officials say that utilities do not call and threaten to shut off service or demand immediate payment. Complaints can be filed online with the Consumer Frauds and Protection Bureau or by calling 800-771-7755.
City officials are unveiling new details about plans for dead space in the middle of a former downtown Binghamton shopping mall. New landscaping, lighting, and decorative pavers are about to be installed in the Washington Street pedestrian mall that has languished for several years. In July 2014, the sidewalk of stars near the Metro Center was removed and the tributes relocated to the Forum Theater in preparation for a project that would have created 11 parking spaces. City Council blocked work on that $336,000 project. The new initiative is expected to cost $636,000. Mayor Richard Davis says the city is transforming a concrete jungle with new green space and amenities. David says the area has a long history of being a problem spot with illegal and undesirable activity. Procon Contracting of Vestal is the contractor for the pedestrian mall upgrade project. It is scheduled to be completed in the fall. WMBF First News Time 708. The Cornell Cooperative Extension of Broome County is celebrating the fifth anniversary of the regional farmers market. A month's worth of events marking the occasion began on June 5th with the coronation of the Broome County Dairy Princess recognizing Dairy Month. Last Saturday featured locally produced ice cream and planting sessions with the Cornell Cooperative Extension Master Gardeners. Tomorrow the market will feature recycling programs and composting ideas and a chance for the public to donate excess garden produce to the big Food Rescue for redistribution. The celebration culminates with a performance by the Alpha Brass Band on June 26. The Farmer's Market first opened on June 25, 2016 with 25 vendors and now has more than 40 local small businesses participating, supported by a commercial kitchen manager and events coordinator. The Broome County Regional Farmers Market operates Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Cornell Co- at the Cornell Cooperative Cooperative Extension Broom Campus on Upper Front Street, just south of Broom Community College. You can find them on Facebook at Broom County Regional Farmers Market. And a motorcycle ride to honor the military is being held through the area this weekend. The ride of honor raises money to help send Binghamton area veterans to Washington, D.C. to visit the war memorials and veterans memorials through the Twin Tiers Honor Flight Program. The ride begins with registration at SUNY Broom tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. with the ride starting at 10 a.m. going to the Veterans Home in Oxford before ending at the Lackawanna train station in downtown Binghamton. Events at the station start at 1 p.m. with food trucks, a silent auction, a classic car show, and music by the local band Ain't Got None. The fee for riders is $20 per bike and $10 per passenger. Non-riders are also welcome at the train station for the event starting at 1 p.m. It's 710 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. panda. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com panda. That's bamboohr.com panda. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Pitch swung on and hit in the air to right and deep. Heading toward the sand, she's gone. A Stantonian home run, a line drive to right that just got over the wall for the two run home run. Giancarlo. Nosy Paul Stopalo. So Stanton gives the Yankees the lead. They have a 5 4 lead. And it ended up 8 4. Yanks, the Yankees win. Cleveland, Houston, Angels, and Seattle all winners, too. Over in the National League, the Cubs shut out the Mets, 2 zip. San Francisco, Atlanta, San Diego, and Colorado winners. Portland Sea Dogs defeating the Binghamton Rumble Ponies 4 1 last night. 
Another game coming up tonight at Morabito Stadium with fireworks, courtesy of the Miller Auto team following the game. NBA last night, it was the Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. You want to get good shots here, but burn a little time as Connaughton for three and no good. Giannis rebounding, powers up, slams it. All right, Giannis added 30 points. Chris Middleton had 38 points, and the Bucks never trailed in a 104-89 victory over the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn needs Kyrie Irving. They need a healthy James Harden. They don't have either right now. Uh, James played last night, but uh, still not himself. And Kevin Durant trying to carry the team. It's going to be tough. Tomorrow night, Game 7 at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Right now, all the home teams have won their games. So uh, if that stands to true... Brooklyn would advance to the finals, but it's not going to be that easy. Tell that to Giannis and Chris Middleton. They're saying, nah, I don't think so. Tonight, the Atlanta Hawks host the Philadelphia 76ers in Atlanta. They're up three games to two. They could finish them out and go to the finals, the Atlanta Hawks. How about that? Utah and the Clippers tonight, too. The Clippers will be without Kawhi Leonard. He's officially out with a knee sprain. Uh, Tampa Bay over the Islanders, 2-1 yesterday in the NHL hockey playoffs. They're up two games to one in that series. Game four in Long Island this weekend. And the opening round of the U.S. Open had to be suspended due to, no, not bad weather, no, darkness. The 36 players left on the course. It was a 90-minute delay due to fog. And... Uh, Bright sunshine on brutally tough Torrey Pines. Russell Henley shot a 467 in the morning wave. So, yeah, they got to resume that. But uh, it was too dark. You can't, you know, you got to be able to see, right? All right. Yelling four doesn't help if you don't see the golf ball. And that's a look at sports. WNBF first news time is 7.15. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. We have no accidents to report this morning. That's always a good thing. And uh, traffic tie-ups, nothing really major to speak of. We'll keep you updated. There may be some areas of milling and paving and brush cutting and mowing uh, throughout the uh, several weeks of the warmer weather. So that could happen at any time. But uh, we'll let you know what's going on if there's anything major. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast for today. Increasing clouds, late afternoon showers, maybe some gusty winds too. And a high today near 80. Tonight, chance of showers, possibly a thunderstorm. Lows in the low 60s. Partly sunny on Saturday. There is a chance of showers and thunderstorms. Low to mid low to mid 80s for Saturday. Then Sunday, Father's Day, mostly sunny. High in the low to mid 80s. Beautiful day for our first day of summer as well. So I'm looking forward to that. 57 right now. 57 degrees. Doug Mosier along with Kathy White. Welcome to WNBF First News Binghamton. It's 7. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosier. Welcome to day 169 of 2021. We have 196 days left. And yesterday we made the announcement beginning Monday, noon to 3, the Dan Bongino Show will debut on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Uh, we had a lot of calls on this, a lot of. Uh, email sent uh, to my desk asking for the show saying we really think this would be a good fit in uh, in the show lineup which of course includes uh, Sean Hannity Mark Levin John Batchelor Red Eye Radio uh, so we uh, thought about it and you know weighed our options and 
figured out what we wanted to do, and uh, lo and behold, that's the choice we made. And uh, yes, it did have a uh, you you had an influence on it. If you because we had a lot of a lot of emails, and it was a, it's a good choice. Dan Bongino is uh, a good choice for the lineup. He his podcast, which has been very popular, 117 million audio downloads in 2020. That's got to tell you something, you know. Uh, and uh, he's been on the shows. He's been on Fox News. He's been on with uh, with Sean Hannity and Mark Levin. And uh, so uh, a, a worthy person to put into that show. Of course, we'll never forget Rush Limbaugh. We'll never forget what he did for uh, for radio, for us here at WNBF all the years that, uh, that he was um, on the airwaves for us here. Uh, lots of memories of that. And it was great that uh, that they had been paying tribute to him, uh, not only for the, the people that host the show and been setting in, keeping us up on current things that are going on, but also going back and uh, bringing back Rush from the archives and some of the shows of the past with him. So it was very, very nice hearing his voice. We aired his very last morning commentary yesterday on WNBF uh, before we made the announcement. And uh, beginning Monday and every weekday, Noon to 3, the Dan Bongino Show, right here on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Let's check in with Wall Street. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors reacted negatively to news that the Fed will move up its next interest rate hike in the face of rising inflation. The Dow Jones lost 210 points on Thursday to close back below 34,000. The Nasdaq Composite gained 121 points. The Standard & Poor's 500 was flat. Banks around the world are worried about inflation in their own countries even if they haven't recovered from the pandemic quite as quickly as the U.S. Russia, Brazil, and Turkey already are raising their interest rates. Safety regulators say they've opened 30 investigations into Tesla crashes since 2016. Reuters reports that 10 people died in those accidents, many of which involved the automaker's advanced driver assistance systems. This is a paid holiday for many of the nation's biggest companies, including Target, Starbucks, and Best Buy. Juneteenth marks the day in 1865 when the last of the slaves learned they had been freed two and a half years earlier. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Thank you, Jim. WNBF First News Time is 724. Let's get an entertainment update. Entertainment News. Take a trip to coastal Italy with the new Pixar film, Luca. Have you ever gone to the human town? The story of two boys who just also happen to be sea creatures and their adventures in the water and on land. Director Enrico Casarosa says the story came from his own childhood. I really wanted to talk about how do friends help us grow up? And what is it about these people that are very different from us that somehow help us find our identity? Luca is out today, streaming on Disney+. Plus. Out today on Netflix. How do I make the crying stop? Kevin Hart stars as a single dad in the dramedy Fatherhood, which he says doesn't show a black dad as on drugs or in jail or absent. You know, this was an opportunity to kind of change that and show that there are different versions of black fathers and more good than bad, and and that should be the conversation that now leads the charge. Also new today, the 1980s aerobics drama Physical on Apple TV+. And Beatles legend Paul McCartney is 79 today. Jason Athens at ABC News, Hollywood. Thank you, Jason. WNBF First News Time is 725. For all the latest information on what's going on locally, you can check it out at WNBF.com and uh, WNBF app as well. And we'll get you updated with headlines coming up in just a couple of minutes. The month of June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month, and it's the time when we honor the 6.2 million Americans living with Alzheimer's disease, including 400,000 right here in New York State. We're wearing purple today to show our support. 
to these individuals and their families, and you can yeah, visit uh, the alz.org slash cyn site for more information about Alzheimer's dementia and services available locally. And we'll be talking to Kathy James, the executive director of the Central New York chapter of the Alzheimer's Association coming up a little bit later on this morning about this uh, horrible disease that not only robs people of their identity and functions, but also, you know, takes them away from their loved ones as well. It's a, it's a horrible thing to have to go through. I know many of you have experienced it, and I personally have experienced it as well. Uh, and it's, it's not pretty. It's heartbreaking. Your heart goes out to people when you see this. So we're trying to find that cure. They're trying to, you know, the money's raised through different events that they hold. And it's been horrible this whole year and a half with the pandemic. We haven't been able to hold events for not just organizations like the Alzheimer's Association, but other organizations as well that really depend on those monies so that they can provide programs and services for people in our community. So that's where it goes. But if you're uh, one of the people wearing purple today, six-plus million Americans living with Alzheimer's disease. If you've been impacted, uh, you can contact at ALZCNY for free information on Twitter. Also, uh, Facebook is uh, putting up things as well today. Uh, I'm trying to post something here this morning. I was trying, but for some reason, the reception here down in the in the studio wasn't working right, so I'm trying to get something back up there. But uh, we'll be talking to Kathy James a little bit later on next hour from the Alzheimer's Association about uh, June and what's going on this month. We'll check in with Kathy. She's standing by with local headlines. That's on the way. WNBF News Time, 728. We're at 57 degrees on our way to temperatures today. Right around 80, maybe some showers and thunderstorms, a gusty wind in there. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290, WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. The Dan Bongino Show, debuting Monday, June 21st from noon to 3 weekdays on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Hey, it's Ron and Amy, inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WNBF. The Don Giovanni Show. Hello, friends. I'm back, back where it all started over 30 years ago. That's right. We're right here at News Radio 1290 WNBF. Tell your friends about it every Saturday night from 6 to 9 with Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes is back with me, Old Brown Eyes, and Sundays from noon to 3. That's right. An Italian house party get together right here where it all started. Don Giovanni Show on WNBF. Don Giovanni. WNBA 
This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 730, 55 degrees in Binghamton. Increasing clouds for today, a 30% chance of late afternoon showers, high near 80. Winds could gust as high as 20 miles per hour. Iranians are voting in a presidential election that hardline protege of Supreme Leader Ayatollah al-Khamenei seems to be likely to win. That has led to low voter turnout, fueled by apathy and calls for a boycott. Polls opened at 7 their time. Public apathy has been widespread after a panel overseen by Khomeini barred hundreds of candidates, including reformists and those aligned with outgoing president, the relatively moderate Hassan Rouhani. Opinion polling by the state-linked organizations as well as analysts have put hardline judiciary chief Ibrahim Raisi as the dominant front runner among the four candidates. The outgoing United Nations humanitarian chief's warning that the explosion in people needing humanitarian assistance in recent years will keep getting worse until major powers tackle to root out the causes like hunger and desperation, conflicts, extremism, climate change, poor governance, corruption and violence. North Korea leader Kim Jong-un is ordering his government to be fully prepared for a confrontation with the United States. Talks with the U.S. aimed at dismantling North Korea's nuclear program have been stalled for more than two years. The U.S. and others have urged the North to return to the talks, but Kim has said the U.S. must withdraw what it calls a hostile policy toward North Korea if it wants the talks to resume. Analysts say Kim's latest remarks indicate North Korea will work on both tracks while focusing on military development. Development. U.S. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York is on the brink of success in her years-long campaign to get sexual assault cases removed from the military chain of command. But getting over the finish line might depend on whether she can overcome wariness about broader changes she wants to the military justice system. There now is widespread support for using independent military lawyers to handle sexual misconduct cases, but Gillibrand is promoting legislation that goes beyond that, extending the change to all major crimes. Top Pentagon officials and key lawmakers are open to the sexual assault shift, but say applying it more broadly will require more study. WMBF News Time, 7.33. The number of new COVID-19 cases in the Twin Tiers is continuing to slow to a trickle as more people are being vaccinated, but a few additional deaths are also being reported for the week. Cortland County yesterday reported a person died of complications from the coronavirus, bringing the county death toll to 64. Delaware County lost two residents over the week for a death toll now standing at 49. In Pennsylvania, Bradford and Wayne counties each reported two more lives lost to the pandemic over the week. Bradford County deaths total 93, while 82 people have died due to the pandemic in Wayne County. Broome County had two new cases reported in yesterday's update for a total of 18,121. Shenango County had two additional cases for a total of 3,501. Cortland County had no new cases, but they did have that additional death. Their case total remains at 4,584. Delaware County updated its figures on Thursday, reporting 10 new cases for the week for a total of 2,000 Tioga County had two more cases from its last report for a total of 3,698. Their death toll stands at 79. In Pennsylvania, Bradford County had 17 new cases for the week. Susquehanna, Susquehanna County had eight new cases and their death toll stands at 63. Wayne County had nine new cases for the week.
The man who has led the Binghamton Fire Department for the past five years is preparing to leave his job. Dan Eggleston has advised members of the department he intends to retire by the end of the month. He had been expected to continue as fire chief until the end of the year. That timetable apparently has changed due to health concerns, according to people familiar with the situation. Eggleston became fire chief in April 2016 following the retirement of Daniel Thomas. He was hired as a firefighter in 1984 and was the city fire marshal for about 12 years before appointed chief. Eggleston has not been available to comment on his retirement. And a Binghamton teenager is receiving a scholarship for her service as a volunteer firefighter. The Firefighters Association of the State of New York has awarded the 2021 Gerald Buckenmeyer Volunteer Scholarship to Kenna Abel. Abel plans to attend King's College of Wilkes-Barre in the fall to major as a physician assistant. Abel's father and brother are both volunteer and professional firefighters, and she credits them with her decision to volunteer in the fire service. Abel is also a cashier at Wegmans and is an accomplished softball and volleyball player. It's 735, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. I'm always telling people that my Sunday polka show has two different kinds of listeners. While both enjoy the polka music, many want to know what's going on in our community. Where am I going? What event is next? Who's on the phone? Who am I talking about? Then we have another audience that just enjoys listening to the very latest and fresh local news, sports, and weather. And just like throughout the week here at WNBF, we cover all of that on Sunday morning, live and local with Kevin Bixby. We are always live. You're not listening to a recording. You're not listening to a computer. So join us for full-service radio Sunday morning, beginning at 7, The Bill Show with Kevin Bixby on WNBF 1290 and WNBF.com. WNBF Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here we go. Chris Middleton scoring 38 points. Giannis Antetokounmpo added 30. The Milwaukee Bucks never trailed in a 104-89 victory over the Brooklyn Nets, sending this series into a decisive seventh game tomorrow night at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Go Nets! National hockey last night. Tampa Bay. Over the Islanders, 2-1. The Bolts lead that series now two games to one. Game four this weekend in Long Island. National League, I forgot to mention National League. The Cubs shut out the Mets, 2-0. San Francisco, Atlanta, San Diego, Colorado. All winners. American League Yankees over Toronto, 8-4. Cleveland, Houston, the Angels, and Seattle winners. Portland over the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, 4-1. And that is a condensed quick look at sports for you. Because today is the day we all honor things we love to eat. We also call it Foodie Friday. And the star of Foodie Friday has just entered the building. Well, you were here, but you were you were in the other part of the building. <laughs> she's all over the place. What's she's got to go next You got to go all over to the radio stations and she got to let everybody know cuz she provides information to all five of our stations. Not just me. And plus trying to find out. She has to put on her big boot and go over and start kicking people in the pants. And double check things. And (laughs) And triple check things. Making a list, checking it twice. 
This looks delicious. Your Foodie Friday recipe. I got. It. Can I tell people what it is? Sure. It's a s'more pie, and it looks delicious. Yeah, with lots of stuff going on at the campground this weekend. So, um, I thought, what 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 do people think about when they think about camping? They think about s'mores. Oh yeah, I got it. So I said, okay, let's put it in a pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's got the graham cracker crust. It's got the chocolate. It's got the marshmallowy type stuff. It's you know, there you go. Will be will there will there be any of that floating around the campground this weekend? <laughs> Listen to you. I know. No, this looks good, Kat. Yeah, it was kind of fun to do. It was kind of fun to do. So, yeah, it's, yeah that's the thing is I try to, like, rethink uh, different things. It, 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 I actually did one little recipe. There was one in there that uh, I, I made for, like, an appetizer, things that looked like little fire logs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they had a dipping sauce with it and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of fun to play with your food, you know. Yeah. Not exactly the healthiest thing in the whole world, but, you know, it's camping, so. Well, you got to have a few things in your life, you know, a few little cheat meals and cheat desserts and stuff. But there's all sorts of stuff that is good this time of year, and, of course, a lot of that has to do with the produce that's starting to roll in. I was checking Down to Earth Whole Foods um, Facebook page this mm-hmm. morning, and it's they've got, here's a nice summer dish for dinner, and it is a snap pea fava bean in mustard sauce. It looks really, really good. They also had some soups that they had made in the deli, white bean and roasted poblano soup. And uh, cherry pie is like the first thing you see on the page when you go to click on it. And uh, we definitely want to see people stop by Down to Earth Whole Foods Grant Avenue in Endicott. If you don't feel like cooking, they even had this week, uh, it would have been on Wednesday, a special Scandinavian dish of haddock, spinach, peas, and a white bechamel with potatoes. So there are no slouches over there when you're Mm -hmm. talking their nice little little eatery that they've got in the stores, things you can take away if you want something special for lunch or if you want to take something home for dessert or for dinner, they can help you out with that. Of course, they have the supplements and the stuff to make you feel a little bit better, maybe be a little more healthy. Everyone's dropping the masks, and we have noticed that colds have reared their ugly heads again. No. Heard about that on national news a few days back. That uh, And I talked to some of my emergency services dispatchers, and they said where they had gone a whole year living in fear of COVID, and some of them had and some of them had not gotten that horrible thing, which obviously is deadly. One thing that wasn't popping up was their kids coming home with all sorts of colds and right. creeping crud and everything else, and now people are getting sick left mm. and right. Yeah. So if you wanted stuff that can help boost your immune system, go check out Johan and the gang down at Down to Earth Whole Foods. It can steer you right on if you don't want to do supplements on some stuff that you can add to your diet like turmeric and things like that that kind of help your uh, your system and they are uh, open seven days a week they deliver they have curbside pickup if you don't want to go into the store but once again a super super healthy uh, helpful staff over there down to earth whole foods grant avenue in endicott just a scones throw from union endicott and we thank them for bringing you foodie friday every week i have some recipes squirreled away in there for things to do on the grill and for some side dishes and stuff too if you got picnics coming up for father's day i could eat a whole bowl of that soup that's sitting right there that white bean soup i know doesn't that look really good it's really good and then finish it off with s'mores pie yeah for father's day you You deserve it dad (laughs) all right and check out kathy's other recipes as well at wnbf.com
Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Traffic conditions are looking good this morning. No accidents to report. No major tie-ups anywhere around the greater Binghamton area. We'll keep you updated on that. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Increasing clouds today. Some late afternoon showers. And we could see some gusty winds up to 20 miles per hour in some areas. High today near 80. For tonight, mostly cloudy. Chance of showers and thunderstorms overnight. Lows in the low 60s. Partly sunny Saturday. Showers and thunderstorms likely. Highs low to mid 80s. And for Father's Day Sunday, mostly sunny. The sun gods are going to be nice to us. High in the low to mid 80s. Father's Day, first day of summer, both together. And sunshine, those three combinations, I think it equates to fun, fun, merriment, frivolity, and a celebration of dad. All right? We were saying before that... uh, it's a kind of an interesting time for us. My daughter, Monica's birthday is today. And then Kara's birthday is on, uh, our other daughter is on Saturday, or Sunday rather, which is Father's Day. And then Callie, our granddaughter, uh, is on the 21st. And then my dad is on June 22nd. He'll be 89 years old. And uh, my wife's birthday in the beginning of July. So that kind of all rolls in together here. We've got a, a big bunch of birthdays together. And we always try to get together during that time sometime and uh, and do something as a family and last year of course we couldn't do that with covid everybody was just kind of quarantined and we just felt it would be better not to be around each other too much so uh this year hopefully we'll be able to do that got a few things planned and uh always enjoy the weekends too and i hope you enjoy your weekends enjoy your time off uh while uh, we're away we've got a couple of really really good shows actually four shows more than that there's a bunch of them uh that come up on the weekends and we really like to try to uh, to put this together uh, to give you some what I like to call slice of life uh, introductions or slice of life programs on the weekend. So we've got Bill Flynn with his classic hit show from 8 to 2 on Saturday mornings into the afternoon. Don Giovanni with the Frank Sinatra show following the car doctor with Ron Ananian. Ron Ananian is on from 2 to 4 Saturday afternoon. Then uh, Don Giovanni's on from 6 to 9 Saturday night with the Frank Sinatra show. It's three hours of music and conversation and Sinatra. And then on Sunday morning, Bill Flynn back again with the Polka Show from 7 to noon, along with Kevin Bixby. They're live here in the studio. And following that live is Don Giovanni from noon to 3 with uh, the Italian Oldies House Party. And then we've got uh, At Home with Gary Sullivan, the At Home Show, following that too. So uh, a lot of great lineups. And as I mentioned before earlier, we're very excited to introduce the Dan Bongino Show, which will begin on Monday from noon to 3. On WNBF News Radio 1290, uh, the show for, formerly, of course, uh, held by Rush Limbaugh for so many years, and uh, you know Rush was just a, a tremendous personality and, and a, a big show that people just gravitated to every day. Unfortunately, you know, with his passing, uh, we had to find other programming, and I think uh, the people that have been filling in for him and uh, the tributes that have been coming in and some of the cl- clips from the archive to hear Rush again was really nice. It was nice for us to to hear to hear that kind of heals our hearts a little bit because we were sad at his passing. But uh, Dan Bongino, I think you will really like this show. His podcasts were very popular, 117 million audio downloads last year. Uh, and Dan has been with the Secret Service as an agent, a New York police officer, uh, he's been on various talk shows, and 
you know, he is very in tune to what's going on. So uh, it will be a very interesting program, noon to three weekdays. Uh, of course, Sean Hannity following that, and Mark Levin, and John Batchelor and Red Eye Radio, and then uh, Kathy and I. Uh, every weekday morning at 5.30, and Bob Joseph with WNBF's Binghamton now, all coming your way right here uh, on our WNBF News Radio 1290 lineup, and we are glad to be able to bring that to you each and every day. It's a privilege. Next week, I think we're going to get Roger in here. It's been a year since Roger Neal has uh, retired, and uh, you know we get to see him not as often as we'd like to. I used to see him every day. Now I don't, but... Um, it's always a pleasure when he's in the building, so he's going to come in next week and be on the show a little bit and talk a little bit about what he's been up to and what's going on. And, of course, Roger's going to be working with us uh, during the Dick Sporting Goods Open, bringing us reports from Enjoy. And we're very excited and very thrilled to have him back on the WNBF Airwaves again, and I know he's excited about it as well. All right, we got fun facts coming up. Father's Day is Sunday, so why not do some fun facts about Dad? What do you think, huh? 57 degrees. First news, Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290 WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is it's just an unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. The Dan Bongino Show, debuting Monday, June 21st from noon to 3 weekdays on News Radio 1290 W. Time to test your knowledge of facts and fiction with a little help from America's most cantankerous judge. It's WNBF's. That's the truth. Or. That's baloney. Yes, indeed. And uh, we're going to talk about Father's Day this time. All right. Just answer my question, wise guy. Five fun facts about Father's Day. Fun fact number one, A.A. Milne created Winnie the Pooh for his son. A.A. Milne created Winnie the Pooh for his son. What do you think of that? That's the truth. Yeah, Christopher Robin. Pooh was based on Robin's teddy bear, Edward, a gift Christopher had received for his first birthday. And on their father-son visit to the London Zoo, where the bear named Winnie was Christopher's favorite. Who comes from the name of Christopher's pet swan, believe it or not? Fun fact number two, George Washington had three daughters. George Washington had three daughters, the father of our country. That's baloney. Yeah, the father of our country had no children of his own. He did adopt the two children from Martha Custis's first marriage. And a 2004 study suggested that a type of tuberculosis that Washington contracted in childhood may have rendered him sterile. He didn't have wooden teeth either. No. That's baloney. Uh, okay, let's see here. Fun fact number three. Harry Truman actually threatened a music critic who gave his daughter a bad review. President Harry Truman actually threatened a music critic 
who gave his daughter a bad review. What do you think of that? That's the truth. Yeah. 1950, after a Washington Post music critic gave her a negative concert review, the president came out swinging. He said, someday I hope to meet you, he wrote. When that happens, you'll need a new nose, a lot of beefsteak for black guys, and perhaps a supporter below. Hmm. Harry Truman. Yeah. You know, he was a pit bull when it comes to criticizing his kids. Fun fact number four. There has never been a father-daughter duet on the Billboard charts to reach number one. There has never been a father-daughter duet on the Billboard charts to reach number one. There's been some father-daughter duets, but has any ever reached number one? There never has? That's baloney. Yeah, it is baloney. And uh, Don Giovanni could tell you that the 1967 hit single, Something Stupid by Frank and Nancy Sinatra, went all the way to the top of the charts. about that? And finally, fun fact number five. The Stevie Wonder song, Isn't She Lovely, is about his newborn daughter. The Stevie Wonder song, Isn't She Lovely, is about his newborn daughter. That's the truth. Yeah, Aisha. And if you listen closely, you can hear Aisha crying during the song. They have that in the beginning. I usually cut that out because I'm like, I don't want to play a baby crying over the air. You know? But I remember a couple of times I played that song. I, I think I have an edited version where I, where I cut it out. But the, there is a, if you listen to most of the versions that are out there, uh, the baby crying in the beginning is, in fact, Aisha. All right. Those are the fun facts. And I want to wish all the dads out there a very, very happy Father's Day weekend coming up. I hope you have a great one. Wish my dad, Doug Moser Sr. as well, a happy Father's Day weekend. And uh, I hope you guys uh, have a chance to uh, enjoy dad's company. Or if you're a dad, have, have your kids enjoy you if you can. A lot of times, um, you know, we live in different directions and people live out of town relatives and they can't get can't get in but uh through the modern days of technology now you know you can always skype and zoom and teams and all that other stuff so you can actually see each other and if you do live miles away and you you can't see each other this weekend it's gonna be a nice weekend actually father's day the best of all three days here friday saturday and sunday with lots of sunshine and low to mid 80s temperatures on father's day so uh yeah it'll be a nice day so get out and enjoy that a little bit and celebrate Dad. WNBF First News Time coming up on 759. Kathy standing by with the latest local headlines. We'll get to that in our final hour. We'll be talking to Kathy James, Executive Director of the Alzheimer's Association. This is Alzheimer's Association Awareness Month, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to her then. It's also the anniversary of the Blues Brothers hitting the box office on this day in 1980. So let's Blues Brothers up to ABC News. Source for news and information. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. 
Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We're off to a really nice start. If you happen to have today off, understand some companies actually worked really fast to take a Juneteenth holiday, as that national holiday was just signed into law yesterday. Juneteenth, of course, is on June 19th. The forecast today, increasing clouds, a 30% chance of late afternoon showers, and a high near 80. Winds could gust as high as 20 miles per hour. With 70% of adults in New York State having gotten at least the first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, Governor Andrew Cuomo says a big tourist attraction in the state capitol will be welcoming visitors for the first time in over a year. The Empire State Plaza complex in Albany that includes the state capitol and legislature office building reopens to the public today with tours of the Capitol resuming on Monday. In addition, the outdoor tours of the Empire State Plaza are due to start back up on July 7th. Unvaccinated people will still be responsible for wearing masks. Free Capitol tours happen Monday through Friday at 10 and noon, starting at the information desk at the Capitol's State Street Albany lobby. The space is limited and reservations are recommended. We have information on that on our website. The free outdoor tours are Wednesday Thursday and Friday at 2 p.m. starting outside the main entrance to the Egg Center for the Performing Arts on the Empire State Plaza. Reservations are required. You can do that online and by calling 518-474-2418. Once again, online registration information on our website, WMBF.com. And as far as vaccinations are concerned, as we mentioned, if you are vaccinated, you're good to go. If not, you have to wear a mask. Now, in Shenango County, the health department is holding a Pfizer vaccine clinic on Tuesday. That'll be at the former Norwich Label Shopper from 3 to 6 p.m. That is the vaccine that's approved for anyone age 12 and over. Delaware County Public Health nurses will be doing curbside one-dose J&J vaccines in front of the health department offices every Wednesday during the Delhi Farmers Market from 11 a.m. till 1 p.m. Pennsylvania's First Lady is stepping up to try to get younger people in the Keystone State to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Francis Wolf and Acting Physician General Dr. Denise Johnson moderated a panel discussion on vaccine safety for teens and young adults, pointing up how getting the younger population vaccinated will be a big impact on finally halting the spread of the coronavirus and protect not only the young person but those around them from getting sick. First Lady Wolf says young adult advocates at the event yesterday were an inspiration with their commitment to the health and well-being of their communities. Acting Physician General Dr. Johnson stresses COVID-19 vaccines are safe and the best protection from the virus. Providers giving free vaccines can be found online at vaccines.gov. Republican lawmakers in Pennsylvania are working to assemble a budget plan that would use billions in federal funds and surplus cash to help prop up existing programs, boost aid to public schools, and inject cash into the sectors hard hit by the pandemic. Senate Appropriations Committee Chair Pat Brown says the state will still have a deficit in three years, even if it uses all the $7.3 billion in federal aid and $3 billion in surplus Pennsylvania money to maintain current programs. While the Republicans are considering which hard-hit sectors to help, Democratic lawmakers have rolled out expansive plans. Governor Tom Wolf's top priority is to boost aid to schools. 
WMBF First News Time 808. New York State Attorney General Letitia James is warning residents about another surge in telephone scams. The scammers are impersonating a utilities customer service representative, urging people to buy gift cards and call back with a serial number to pay what they claim is a delinquent bill. While these types of scams are not uncommon, the Attorney General this week issued a new alert across the state due to an increase in reports again. James says as residents continue to suffer the economic impacts of the COVID-19 public health crisis, scammers have swooped in to take advantage of the anxiety many New Yorkers are feeling about their finances. Officials say utilities do not call and threaten to shut off service or demand immediate payment. Complaints can be filed online with the Consumer Frauds and Protection Bureau or by calling 800-771-7755. And the harvest season for bass opens in New York State tomorrow. Largemouth and smallmouth bass, also known as black bass, are New York's most popular freshwater sport fish, accounting for 31% of the total freshwater angling in the state. State conservation officials say sport fishing reels in close to $2 billion in annual economic activity, and bass is the big fish in the revenue-generating pond. New York's traditional bass season opens on the third Saturday in June and runs through November 30th. A catch-and-release season runs in most of the state from December 1st, through the day before the start of bass season. This year, this would be today. Anglers should check the current fishing regulations guide for any variations on limits and length regulations. It's 8.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and WMBF.com. Hey, it's Ron and Anian, inviting you to join me Saturday afternoons from 2 to 4 p.m. for The Car Doctor. Helpful tips on repairs, how to avoid them, along with the best maintenance advice for your vehicle. The Car Doctor, Saturdays from 2 to 4 p.m. on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Hi, everybody. This is Bill Flynn. I'm always telling people that my Sunday polka show has two different kinds of listeners. While both enjoy the polka music, many want to know what's going on in our community. Where am I going? What event is next? Who's on the phone? Who am I talking about? Then we have another audience that just enjoys listening to the very latest and fresh local news, sports, and weather. And just like throughout the week here at WMBF, we cover all of that on Sunday morning, live and local with Kevin Bigsby. We are always live. You're not listening to a recording. You're not listening to a computer. So join us for full-service radio Sunday morning, beginning at 7, The Bill Show with Kevin Bixby on WNBF 1290 and WNBF.com. Join Bob Joseph weekday mornings, 9 till noon, for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests around the community, along with your comments and opinions on News Radio 1290. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosher. We welcome you to uh, the end of the work week, and we get ready to, uh, well, we have, uh, what, another week or so of June, and then we'll be rolling into July, hard to believe, a couple more weekends, and then the 4th of July, which will be on a weekend as well. But uh, this weekend is a Father's Day weekend, and... Uh, it's going to be uh, pretty nice, actually. Uh, you know, we'll see maybe a little bit of rain on Saturday, but there's going to be some sunshine in there, too. And uh, on Father's Day, it looks beautiful right now. Mostly sunny, low to mid-80s, both days for temperature-wise. And, uh, yeah, it's also the first day of summer on Sunday, so things are looking up. Things are uh, brightening up. 
and uh, the masks are coming off. More and more people. We're getting vaccinated. We're getting. Uh, we're squashing this pandemic, and uh, life is starting to go back to normal again, which is awesome. In fact, the uh, E3 wrap up the tech fair that they have. Uh, let's get more information on that right now. The Electronics Entertainment Expo, commonly known as E3, is usually a place for video game developers to show off their latest titles. And after being canceled last year, the show came back this week. Details after this. Stan Pierre-Louis is the president and CEO of Entertainment Software Association, which organizes E3 every year. He says the 2021 show was all online, a big departure from previous years. By putting on a virtual show, we were able to connect with with the media, with fans, and with industry in a very unique way, and to highlight things that might get drowned out by all the noise and the activities of a typical E3. That didn't stop developers from showing off highly anticipated games like sci-fi adventure Halo Infinite or racing simulator Forza Horizon 5. The realism behind the way the cars look, the way the sun hits the ground and the leaves is amazing. With Tech Trends, I'm Mark Remillard, ABC News. Thank you, Mark. WNBF First News Time is 8.13. Let's check in with Wall Street. The Electronics Entertainment Expo, commonly known as... The Elect... From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Investors reacted negatively to news that the Fed will move up its next interest rate hike in the face of rising inflation. The Dow Jones lost 210 points on Thursday to close back below 34,000. The Nasdaq Composite gained 121 points. The Standard & Poor's 500 was flat. Banks around the world are worried about inflation in their own countries, even if they haven't recovered from the pandemic quite as quickly as the U.S. Russia, Brazil, and Turkey already are raising their interest rates. Safety regulators say they've opened 30 investigations into Tesla crashes since 2016. Reuters reports that 10 people died in those accidents, many of which involved the automaker's advanced driver assistance systems. This is a paid holiday for many of the nation's biggest companies, including Target, Starbucks, and Best Buy. Juneteenth marks the day in 1865 when the last of the slaves learned they had been freed two and a half years earlier. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Thanks, Jim. WNBF First News Time is 8.14. We'll be talking in a minute to, to Chris Audette, the Executive Director of the Waterman Conservation Center. And coming up a little bit later on this hour, Kathy James from the Alzheimer's Association joins us as well. Stick around. 8.15 right now, and we're at 50. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosher. And good morning to you. I got to do this quick traffic update here. Kathy just sent me this. So I want to let you know what's going on. Uh, 17 West at, uh, well, they're calling it Kamikaze Curve. The truck into a guardrail. Not clear if it's in traffic, but traffic likely will be backed up quickly. Again, that's 17 West at the Kamikaze Curve area right there, the Prospect Mountain Project. Uh, truck into the guardrail. Not clear if it is in traffic, but tr uh, in traffic, the vehicle itself, but traffic likely will be backed up quickly. So wanted to pass that along to you if you're traveling westbound. You might want to hop off and avoid that. All right, right now we're going to welcome in Chris Audette, who is the Executive Director of the Waterman Conservation Center. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, Doug. Happy Friday. Same to you, and thank you so much for taking a few minutes to talk to us about the Waterman and what's going on. Uh, before we get into I know you got a special plant sale going on, but give us a little just introduction to the Waterman Conservation Center. Yeah, for, for, for those who aren't familiar with us, uh, we're our, our main interpretive center, which is uh, kind of like a, 
a nature center with, with different exhibits about animals and, and plants and nature. Uh, is located just off 434 in Appalachian. Uh, you turn up the hill on Hilton Road. There's a, a sign there right on 434. Um, we have hiking trails. We actually, uh, something that, that many people don't realize, is we actually have six different nature preserves throughout the region, um, almost a, a, a network of uh, hiking and wildlife viewing opportunity. Um and, uh, you know, those are located in both Tioga County and Broome County. Um, and, and some of the, the bigger ones that, that people are very familiar with but don't realize that we're sp- taking special care to, to keep access to are like the IBM Glen. Um, we also manage trails on Hiawatha Island. If you're a kayaker, that's a, mm-hmm. a real exclusive place that you can go. Um, but, you know, trails at uh, our main interpretive center are beautiful they cover so many different habitats um we have trails at brick pond in owego which is just a stone's throw from downtown um i don't know speaking of uh, of 17 maybe a a a positive thing instead of a a truck mashed into a guardrail uh the the spot (laughs) where uh the the eastbound and westbound lanes diverge and there's uh you know the the swampy wetland in there mm-hmm. uh we have trails there you know uh, it's called the Appalachian marsh yeah you have uh, you have uh, actually you know chris when i talk to people about there's so many different things that we can do with our kids with our grandkids with you know it's a, it's a family reunion really and uh, too many too many kids are are sequestered inside they're stuck doing things or their faces are buried in these screens get out and enjoy some of the things one of Tioga county's best kept secrets is the waterman conservation education center and as chris had mentioned there's a lot of things going on there you can check it out at watermancenter.org as well but really i highly encourage you to get out and explore and and go to this uh, this place. As Chris mentioned, there's a lot of different parts to it. Chris, uh, you guys have a special, something special going to Farmer Browns. We've had Farmer Browns on our show as well down in the Appalachian area. Uh, tell us about the plant sale coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Logan is a absolute visionary. Uh, you know, he he does a great job down there, and, and he's helped us out at the center with a few different things in terms of our pollinator garden. Um, to digress quickly, I, I also have to put in a special plug and, and, and thanks for uh, Got Mulch, also in Appalachian, mm-hmm. um, Appalachian area. Uh, they, they just donate a ton of mulch for the benefit of our pollinator garden and grounds. Um, but, uh, you know, Logan's given us plants before. Um, it really helps us consult on our, um, uh, you know, native milkweed and, and, and monarch support projects. But uh, most recently, uh, he's helped us rear and, um, and, and, and get ready uh, a slew of awesome native plants uh, oh. that are perennial. You know, it's not something that you're going to have to buy every year and right. stick in the ground. It's kind of, you know, plug and play. Put them in, <laughs> put them in the ground and, and you're more or less done. Just take care of them give them some water. That's my kind of flower, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, we're we're uh, we're we're doing the sale on Father's Day weekend, right? Tomorrow and Sunday. By the way, happy early Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um, and and that's what we like, right? You 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 do it, you're done. You you get your hands dirty, 
uh, and and you know then you kick back and relax, watch it grow. Absolutely. So it's going to be this weekend at Farmer Brown's in Appalachian, and uh, people can come by. And uh, are there are there is is a special fundraiser for you guys that's helping out the Waterman Conservation Education Center? Yeah, it is. Proceeds are are, are going to benefit the center. Um, yeah, you know, I mentioned our pollinator garden that needs constant upkeep. Of course, all the trails. Um, we uh, we we work really hard to keep those nice for everybody. Um, we we do various projects, uh, either uh, you know mitigating hazard from in- invasive species, or, or actually uh, you know actively trying to fight and research uh, some different invasive species and and ecological problems in the area. And we're we're, we're fighting for you too. Um, I wanted to say the uh, Farmer Brown's Market is located at 4280 uh, Route 434 uh, in Appalachian. So if you know the center, you just keep going down 434 towards the Lego. Yeah, I've had Lisa on the show a few times, and they're just a fun bunch. Lisa, Logan, and the staff down there. Uh, and it's oh, yeah. re- really nice that they're able to, to help and create a synergy with the Waterman. Many people don't know about the Waterman Conservation Education Center. And, again, I, I highly encourage you to uh, to check it out and to bring the kids and the family down to the different programs and services they have. And, of course, get some flowers this morning at the plant sale at Farmer Brown's to help with the proceeds. Chris, you mentioned something else you wanted to talk about. Yeah, well, I, in, in terms of getting the family out to Waterman, I, I wanted to paint you a picture of, of uh, my perfect Father's Day. Yeah. So the way I see it is you wake up kind of late. Not too late, but kind of late. You know, give yourself a break. Or ask your family to give you a break. You head down to uh, downtown Owego, and you say maybe hit the Owego kitchen. Grab some sandwiches, take them to go, swing over to uh, the Waterman Conservation Education Center, find a nice spot on our grounds or on our trails, and have a picnic. Then swing down to Farmer's Browns, grab some awesome, uh, you know, organically reared, no pesticides, beautiful native plant that adds a splash of color to your yard. Um, and then head home, get your hands dirty, and then enjoy the rest of the day. Um, I wanted to say these plants benefit pollinators. They benefit wildlife. If you leave the stalks after, uh, you know, the growing season's over, uh, you know, beneficial caterpillars and and insects overwinter in those. Um, They're super important, but it can also be a boon to your garden. I know my dad took immense pride in uh in in his vegetable garden Mm -hmm. you uh you put these plants close to or you know around the border of your garden and you're just calling in the cavalry to make sure you have good pollination for your vegetables the only catch is you you got to lay off the 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 pesticides and herbicides and stuff right yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, to me it sounds like a, a nice a nice weekend to do something, uh, especially outside, get in touch with nature again, you know, get off the couch, get out of the environment of the house. We've all been in there too much anyway, and get those, put those <laughs> screens down, you know, and come out and, and I say we're, a, Chris, I say we're a, a nation that's obsessed with screens, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Stick <laughs> your head out and uh, breathe some air, yes. Now, give us the hours that you're open, the hours of operation. Well, the center, the interpretive center is open Monday through Saturday, 
um, during the week, our hours are 9 to 4. On Saturdays, they're 10 to 4. So you can come in and explore all of our exhibits, meet our uh, spokes tortoise, Ted, um, get to know our, uh, our, our pen- painted turtles, which are native turtle species, um, which, of course, one, you know, one of the native plants we're selling this weekend is called Turtlehead. We, we couldn't say no to that. No, not at all. But a big part of our center. Um, <laughs> but all our trails are open uh, 365 days a, a year uh, from dawn to dusk. So people can come down and enjoy it. And does Ted have a little name tag, or does he? We just assume he's a turtle, so we know. Oh, Ted! Ted! Ted's an African spurred tortoise, and oh, okay. he uh, he has a, a beautiful habitat in our auditorium. You can't miss him. Oh, now I got to come see him. I'm I, now I've got my curiosity up here, Chris. Uh, oh, he's a good he's a good boy. He's probably the most charismatic reptile I've ever met. <laughs> not that... not two words you hear together very often. No, you're right. <laughs> uh, the plant sale coming up this weekend at Farmer Brown's uh, in Apple Lake in 4280. Is that Main Street or was it 4280 Marsh? It, it's just Route 434. Right. You know, if you, if you want to take the scenic route from Binghamton or Vestal, you just get on 434 and you keep going. You'll hit it eventually. Get some plants and help out uh, the Waterman Conservation Education Center. Of course, check them out, too, at watermancenter.org. Uh, and uh, get out of the house and go down and get back into nature again. Chris, anything yeah, we've else? Yeah, we've got to preserve uh, close to you, more, more than likely. Absolutely. Uh, so, Chris, anything else we want to mention in closing? Well, uh, we, we have a really exciting state-funded project coming up. Uh, we also have partnership from, from local foundations, including... Uh, the Community Foundation of South Central New York, uh, the Mildred Faulkner Truman Foundation, uh, as well as support from BAE. Um, but we're uh, we're going to be doing a, a huge water quality project uh, at the Interpretive Center. It's going to transform our grounds uh, and and also demonstrate some some things that homeowners and business owners can do to really protect our uh, our watershed, the Susquehanna River, even you know, great ranging down to the Chesapeake Bay, which is where all of our water drains do. Yeah. Yeah, we could definitely all use a lesson in that for sure. Well, Chris, I want to thank you for being on the show. Chris Audette, uh, Executive Director of the Waterman Conservation Center, I hope that the plant sale goes well for you this weekend, and I hope people, now that they've heard this, will be flocking to the Waterman Conservation Education Center throughout the summer to enjoy some of the nature and some of the beautiful things that you have there. No, absolutely. Lots of bang for your buck in terms of uh, doing good for the environment here. And I look forward to having you back on the program again. Oh, I'd love to. All right, Chris, happy Father's Day to you, too, and have a great weekend. Thank you. You, too. All right, thanks. Bye now. Chris Audette, Executive Director of the Waterman Conservation Center, and uh, that is located in Apple. Are your pets ready? I'm Kathy White, and I have ideas for your pet-friendly vacation. And remember, you can shop online at ccpetstore.com for in-store pickup. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 831. As we've been mentioning just for the past couple minutes, there's an an issue up on Kamikaze Curve. 17 westbound had a truck go into a guide rail about 15 minutes ago. Now, just a few minutes ago, we heard some transmissions from up at the scene calling for an arrow truck trying to move traffic out of the right-hand lane right there. 17 westbound, Kamikaze Curve in Binghamton. That truck into the guide rail, that is going to be messing up traffic for a while, even if they get it out of there quickly. Once again, they're trying to get traffic moved over out of the right-hand lane while they're working at that scene. 
Currently, we have 60 degrees in Binghamton, increasing clouds today, a high near 80. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has ordered his government to be fully prepared for a confrontation with the United States. Talks with the U.S. aimed at dismantling North Korea's nuclear program have stalled for more than two years. The U.S. and others have urged the North to return to the talks, but Kim's has said the U.S. must withdraw what it calls a hostile policy toward Korea if it wants the talks to resume. Analysts say Kim's latest remarks indicate North Korea will work on both sides of the tracks while focusing on its own military deployment. Federal prosecutors in New York say a once prominent attorney and critic of former President Trump should face serious punishment for an attempted extortion plot. Michael Avenatti, the once prominent attorney and thorn in the side of former President Trump, deserves what federal prosecutors called real and serious punishment for attempting to extort millions of dollars from Nike. While prosecutors declined to specify a number of years, they called his conduct an egregious abuse of trust and noted the court's probation office suggested eight years in prison. Avenatti is seeking no more than six months after he tried to extort Nike into paying at least $15 million directly to him. He faces separate charges of stealing from his most famous client, the adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. WMBF First News Time, 833. The number of new COVID-19 cases in the Twin Tiers is continuing to slow to a trickle as more people are being vaccinated, but a few additional deaths also are being reported this week. Cortland County yesterday said a person had died of complications from the coronavirus, bringing that county's death toll to 64. Delaware County lost two residents over the week. Their death toll now stands at 49. In Pennsylvania, Bradford and Wayne counties each reported two more lives lost to the pandemic over the week. Bradford County death toll is at 93, while 82 people have died due to the pandemic in Wayne County. Broome County had two new cases reported in yesterday's update. There have been 351 lives lost. Shenango County had two additional cases. For a total of 3,501, there have been 77 deaths. Cortland County had no new deaths, but once again, that that COVID-19 complication death was reported. Delaware County updated its figures on Thursday, reporting 10 new cases. Tioga County had two more cases from its last report. Their death toll stands at 79. In Pennsylvania, Bradford County had 17 new cases for the week. Susquehanna, Susquehanna County had eight new cases, and Wayne County had nine new cases for the week. City officials are unveiling new details about plans for dead space in the middle of the former downtown Binghamton shopping mall known as Metro Center. New landscaping, lighting, and decorative pavers are about to be installed in the Washington Street Pedestrian Mall that has languished for several years. In July 2014, the sidewalk of stars near Metro Center was removed and the tributes relocated to the Forum Theater in preparation for a project that would have created 11 parking spaces. City Council blocked work on on that $336,000 project, the new initiative is expected to cost $636,000. Mayor Richard David says the city is transforming a concrete jungle with new green space and amenities. He says the area has long has a long history of being a problem spot with illegal and undesirable activity. The man who has led Binghamton Fire Department for the past five years is preparing to leave the job of chief a little bit earlier than expected. Dan Eggleston has advised members of the department he intends to retire by the end of the month. There had been an expected that he would step down as fire chief at the end of the year. A motorcycle ride to honor the military and veterans is being held through the area this weekend. The ride of honor raises money to help send Binghamton area veterans to Washington, D.C. to visit the war and veterans memorials through the 20th 
Twin Tiers Honor Flight Program. The ride begins with registration at SUNY Broome tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. with the ride starting at 10 a.m. going to the Veterans Home in Oxford before ending at the Lackawanna train station in downtown Binghamton. Events at the train station start at 1 p.m. with food trucks, a silent auction, a classic car show, and music by the local band Ain't Got None. The fee for riders is $20 per bike, $10 per passenger. Non-riders are also welcome at the train station for the events that start at 1. It's 8.36 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF.com. Thank you, Kathy. Good morning, everybody. Joining me right now is the Executive Director of the Alzheimer's Association. Kathy James is with us. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Doug. You are very busy, I know. Um, to this Obviously, the month of June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. And Talk to us about some of the statistics and what's going on in our country with Alzheimer's and dementia. Right. So uh, we have about 6 million individuals that are living with Alzheimer's disease in the United States. Uh, many more than that that are living uh, worldwide. This is uh, certainly an, an epidemic in uh, a public health crisis. And the Alzheimer's Association is here, um, especially during the month of June, to um, shed light and awareness about uh, the importance of brain health uh, and what Alzheimer's uh, disease is, and, and, and really to, to ensure that we're building that awareness uh, about the disease within our communities and the importance of, of this fight against Alzheimer's. So what is the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia? So uh, dementia refers to a set of symptoms. Mm -hmm. So when we think about uh, dementia, uh, we think of uh, changes in memory, especially short-term memory. Uh, there may be changes in personality, behavior, uh, and, uh, and, and things that we refer to as executive functioning of, of uh, putting uh, putting things in a, in a sequential order in order for us to be successful during the course of our day. And we think about the things that we do in the course of the morning. An individual living, uh, especially with Alzheimer's disease, may have problems with uh, uh, getting their morning routine kind of squared away. Uh, the difference between dementia um, is what I just described and Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's is, is one um, aspect of dementia. Uh, so not everything that causes the, the symptoms of dementia and so forth um, are result from Alzheimer's disease, but it is the most uh, common cause of dementia. Yeah, you know, and it's something that really had really not been that publicized until the 20th century and people started noticing it. It's gotten more and more, uh, you know, uh, over the last few years, more supporters of things that we can do to help. Uh, I think all of us probably at one point or another know somebody that has uh, been affected by dementia or Alzheimer's, a family member, maybe a friend or somebody. And, and the horrible thing about it, obviously, is that it robs a person of their memory and it robs them of your memory. So it's, it's very, very difficult for people. So today we're part of uh, the people around here, Kathy, wearing purple in honor of the over 6 million people living with Alzheimer's. And we encourage others to get involved, too. How can people get involved, Kathy? Great, uh, great question, and lots of different ways. Uh, one of the things uh, that uh, we have an event uh, that is highlighted for uh, today and this weekend as well, too, is called The Longest Day, and it's our annual fundraising event where people from across the nation will perform activities that they love to do in honor of someone who uh, may be living with or has passed from Alzheimer's disease. And the event coincides with the summer solstice, or the longest day, um, which is on Sunday. Um, 
So we have people that are doing things like biking and hiking and uh, yard sales, uh, arts and crafts, um, you name it, they're, they're doing it. Uh, and they're asking their friends and family uh, to sponsor those activities that they're doing so that they're raising uh, funds in this fight against Alzheimer's disease. However, it doesn't necessarily need to be this weekend. There's still plenty of time to participate. Um, they can go, uh, folks can go to alz.org slash TLD for the longest day. Uh, and there's plenty of time to get involved. Uh, those pages will be up through the end of August. So lots of great ways that, uh, that people can get involved in uh, um, elevating that conversation about Alzheimer's disease and raising funds for research and care and support. And wear your purple as well, too. Yeah, uh, over 400,000 people right here in New York State uh, affected with Alzheimer's disease. And Kathy, you know, I know it's one of the symptoms, obviously, is people forgetting things. And we all forget things from time to time. But what, what, some, what are some of the things we should look at if we have elderly parents? I mean, my dad's 89, my mom's 83. What are some of the things we should look at, uh, maybe the telltale signs that they may be having an issue? That's right. It's more than just uh, per- perhaps forgetting a name or um, or an event or so forth. Um, it, it's it's really changes that we're seeing um, over time as well too. And so when we start to see um, personality changes, maybe um, activities that the individual uh, once enjoyed doing that maybe they're they're separating from, um, or they're struggling with uh, with caring for themselves, and maybe um, you're, you're starting to see those uh, those things occurring. Best thing that an individual can do is to um, note that and have a conversation with the primary care physician um, for that individual uh, because they'll want to do a, a, a an assessment to determine whether it's Alzheimer's disease or it could be something else that is uh, taking place. Uh, and and then call the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, we have a 24-hour helpline at one 800 272 3900, and we have dementia care experts around the clock that can answer questions about those those warning signs and how um, how important an accurate and timely diagnosis uh, is and where they can get that within their community. And normally we have, in a normal year, but of course it hasn't been normal for the last past year and a half, but Kathy, normally we have different events held uh, in support of the Alzheimer's Association. Are there anything coming up in, on the horizon that we're going to be able to get involved in? Yes, uh, we have our Walk to End Alzheimer's, uh, which will be taking place uh, in the, the Binghamton area, uh, and that will be on Sunday, uh, September 19th. Uh, more information to come, uh, but folks can go to our website at alz.org slash walk. Uh, we are uh, working right now to uh, make our event uh, in the community, um, in person, and uh, safe uh, for all to participate that would like to. But we'll also have some options for folks that may want to uh, walk um, safely within their own uh, neighborhood. And so we'll have options for, for everyone to participate. And I know WNBF is usually involved in the walk, and I'm sure we will be again in September, something Roger Neal was involved in every year as well. Yes, uh, that's right. Kathy, anything we want to mention uh, to our listeners as we talk about Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month? You know, the importance, Doug, is educate yourself. Um, you most likely know someone. Uh, they may be working alongside of you. They may be in your family. They may be in your neighborhood. Um, share the resources of the Alzheimer's Association. 
Uh, we have education programs that talk about uh, what Alzheimer's disease is, what those warning signs are, uh, and share that information with a friend, a family member, or a colleague. You never know uh, whether that information is going to be that lifeline for them. And Kathy, again, phone numbers and website for people who may need to reach out to your organization? Yes, website is alz.org, and our 24-hour helpline number is 1-800-272-3900. And folks, you don't have to have a family member or a loved one associated with Alzheimer's and dementia. We certainly hope you don't, but even if you do or you don't, you still can get involved and help support this great organization. Kathy, anything in closing we want to mention? Uh, we just want to certainly thank the community. They've been very, very supportive um, of us um, over the years. And uh, we can't do uh, what we do for family members because our, our services are, are free uh, for family members. And we can't do that without the support of the local community. So we certainly want to thank everyone for uh, their, their support. Yeah, absolutely, folks. The Money's Research uh, provide valuable programs and services for people here in our community. So did we get, did I, pre- am I your first interview this morning, Kathy? Uh, second one. Second one. So we're getting you all in practice. You're going to be, you're going to be ready to hit the TV screens pretty soon. I sure am. I sure am. <laughs> Kathy James, my pleasure to speak with you. And please call back again and keep us updated. And I look forward to being a part of the walk in, in the fall as well. Great. We look forward to that. We'll be back soon. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Doug. Bye-bye. Bye now. Kathy James, Executive Director of the Alzheimer's Association. Folks, help support the Alzheimer's Association. The news and information you can trust. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosier. And waiting patiently for me from the Broom Tioga Workforce New York, the Career Center in the Oakdale Mall, is Preston. Thanks for hanging on, Preston. Hey, no problem. How are you, Doug? I'm doing good, my friend. I hope you're well as well. Yes, thank you. All right, well, go ahead and give us your job report. Sure. First, we have a child support investigator. This position involves conducting investigations to determine the location and financial status of individuals legally responsible for the support of public assistant recipients. Next, we have a personnel assistant. The personnel assistant will has responsibility for much of the day-to-day operations of the section, including maintenance of records and serving as a contact for employees, department heads, and general public. And finally, we have a care manager level two adult health position. This person's going to conduct initial and ongoing assessments, conduct care plan meetings with all relevant service providers. For more information, please contact 778 or go to com. Now, we are on Facebook, so any of you that have a Facebook account, if you go on, go to your search bar, type in broom-tayoga. Our icon will come up. If you click on it and like us, anything we post to be sent directly to you. This could be resume tips, interviewing techniques, networking strategies, job postings, and recruitments. We do have recruitments. First, UHS Senior Living will be at the Broom Tega Workforce Center for the in-person interviews on Thursday, January 1st, or July 1st, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for full and part-time positions. Applicants can pre-schedule their interviews at UHS Senior Living at Ideal. We'll also accept walk-ins. Please call 607-206-6140 to set up an interview. Off-site recruitments. MMC Group will be looking to hold interviews 
on every Tuesday starting March 23rd through June 29th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for their customer service and data entry positions. Google Duo will be used for their virtual interviews. MMC Group will be conducting in-person interviews at 15 Oak Hill Ave in Endicott. Please send resume to Preston Herzog at preston.herzog at broomcounty.us to schedule an interview or call 778-6405 for additional information. And finally, Lowe's has open interviews every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at their 225 Sycamore Road location in Vestal and their 1318 Upper Front Street Road location in Binghamton. They're looking for cashiers, customer service associates, overnight stockers, and more. For more information, please contact Mike Thomas at 296-6661 or email mike at mike.thomas at lowes.com. Please apply online at www.jobs.lowes.com. So if any of you have any interest in any of those positions, please come out and see what they have to offer. All right. Thank you, Preston, and have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Have a good day. All right. Bye now. Yeah, bye. All right. We're at Broomtown Workforce New York. We'll be wrapping things up here, coming right back, and get ready for WNBF's Binghamton now with To First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Get ready for Bob Joseph and WNBF's Binghamton now as we wrap up the show for this week. Want to thank Chris Audette from the Waterman Conservation Center and don't forget the Farmer Brown's plant sale on Saturday and Sunday down in Apple Lake and Route 434 to benefit the Waterman Conservation Center. Also thanks to Kathy James, Executive Director of the Alzheimer's Association. June is Alzheimer's and Brain Awareness Month. Uh, 6.2 million Americans living with Alzheimer's disease. 400,000 right here in New York State. You can find out more at alz.org. Get involved if you can. Thanks, of course, to Kathy White for keeping things rolling here. And, Kathy, we'll have local headlines for you coming up. Bob Joseph on the way in with WNBF's Binghamton now. And, again, just a reminder, beginning Monday and every weekday now, noon to 3, the debut of the Dan Bongino Show, which will be right here on Monday. We're excited about that, too. Happy Father's Day to all. Happy birthday to my daughter, Monica. Happy birthday to Paul McCartney, who's 79 today. And uh, if you're celebrating, same to you. Have a great weekend, and thanks again for making us a part of your work week. We'll be back again Monday morning with First News Binghamton right here on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. It's 9 a.m.